Welcome to Own Your Voice, the personal and professional development podcast for today's creative artists. Grab a chair and join us. We saved you a seat at the table. Now, here's your host, Gabrielle Stahlschmidt. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I have with me a very special guest speaker. This is a longtime friend of mine and a popular St. Louis artist. Her name is Mary-Kate Walton, and she goes by Mary-Kate Walton Music. You can find her on Instagram at Mary-Kate Walton and MK Studios on YouTube. She has always had the most incredibly unique style and approach to music, so I am incredibly excited to have her speaking today on the podcast, sharing how she kind of found her own unique voice, what she's doing with it, her upcoming tours, and her advice on songwriting. Without further ado, let's welcome Mary-Kate. Hello, hello, how are you? I am awesome and I'm so excited to get to talk to you. So, super pumped. Aww, you're so kind. I feel so honored. I just saw your post. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have such a unique style and I've been wanting to talk to you for a really long time. Um, I even remember, honestly, back in college being always super impressed by the stuff that you came up with. So I am ready to pick your brain and to learn from your wisdom. Good. Well, I just want to go ahead and get started with catching up with you and all the amazing musical things that you're a part of and the music writing and the touring. So if you just want to give us an idea of your upcoming tour dates and we'll go from there. Okay, cool. So now just go. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. So I feel like I have a couple full-time jobs, <laughs> and one of those is music, um, and I'm involved in, I, I do have three piano students, so I get to kind of keep up teaching a bit. Yay, um, that's exciting. Then, I know, it's so fun, I, I love it. And two of my students are little ones, and then one of them is an adult, um, so it's fun to get the different dynamic there Absolutely. Too. Yeah, um, but... In addition to that, um, I have a band called The Wayward Souls, and it's two friends of mine. Um, we make a trio together, um, so we play out as much as we can. We have, we've done a, a lot of, I, I don't know exactly how many shows, but probably like 12 this year. Wow. Um, at like different festivals, like uh, festivals necessarily, but just events at different parks in the summer, coffee shops. Um, churches, house shows, that kind of thing. Um, so we've done that a lot. And then I've been, I, I play a fair amount of like open mics or solo shows too. Um, because for, first and foremost, I'm a singer songwriter. Um, I really love that whole aspect. And I, I know that's something that we want to talk about mm -hmm. in more depth, but, um, yeah, I love being able to share my original songs, um, so like um yeah yeah absolutely do you have an album or an ep or anything out i do i have an ep out that came out 
um, in January of 2019, and it's called Self Portrait. Okay. Um, this is under Mary Kate Walton, and uh, it's available on iTunes and Spotify and everything. Yay. It's five songs. I know it's fun. It's so fun. I'm thankful to have gotten to do that, and that was with just some incredible musicians and um, producers in Nashville. Um, so. So this just was just you and not the Wayward Souls, right? This is your music. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah just me um but then it was a team effort for sure sure and i aaron Bodie is um Ooh, a, i love aaron Bodie. <laughs> she's so cool so she was a huge help to that she she and her husband sid helped um produce it okay she even sang a little bit in the back, background no way before. that is I so know, cool <laughs> she's so humble and kind and wonderful to help someone like me <laughs> yeah um, so is, is there any um, way to get your hands on a physical copy or is it online only? It's, on, it's online. I do have physical copies that I sell at my shows. So you just have to come see me if you want. I, I do. And I would really love to have it autographed. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I can I do that sometimes and it feels weird. <laughs> but You definitely should. And then I'll frame it. Aww. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. And it was so fun. It was on and on about how precious that whole project was to me because like even the cover had elements of so many of my friends who poured into me um like there it's a profile picture of me that my friend who's a photographer took and then over there's an overlay with a painting that a dear friend painted um with the font and everything i had another friend who's really wonderful at graphic design she helped me with that and and it was just like a group project which i think was so symbolic of me as a person because right. i'm a group project which was just so meaningful so um, did you write everything that was on the album is it completely original music yes it is okay Yay. Now I know for those of you on listening to the podcast, I have known Mary Kate for many years. We actually went to college together in the same music program and she has always inspired me. I would listen to her in class, um, especially music tech class where you would be playing on the piano in the background and coming up with your own arrangements to stuff. And I was just blown away. I was like, how in the world does she do that? Because that's something that I had to work really hard at and it just came so naturally to you. So I always had like this little twinge of musical jealousy because it was just everything that you did was always so beautiful. And I remember stealing into the um, practice rooms or into the recital hall to listen to you practice. I was just like, oh, my gosh, she's so inspirational. I love her voice so much. <laughs> so you probably didn't know that at all. And those are my little secrets coming out years later. But <laughs> definitely. So I'm so excited to be able to go and listen to your album um for sure and to get an autograph copy of course <laughs> oh my goodness you're so sweet wow those were fun times they really um, were and it just seemed it feels like it was yesterday and it was you know it was longer ago than i remember <laughs> i know it was like five years ago i know something crazy which that's actually one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is I know and it's standard for almost any college that when you're studying in the music department you have to learn classical music and I know that your style is not classical um, and you kind of were developing your own personal style through college did you take anything away from that classical training um, you know at all and kind of use that to become 
who you are now or how did that help shape you? Yeah, I think in subtle ways it's made a big difference. Um, like I've had people say, oh, you're clearly classically trained. So I'm like, what? How can you tell? Right, right. But, but like when you listen to the radio, hearing how people phrase things, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's like a really huge thing that is so, I don't even think about it, but it was conditioned into my mind to to express things through phrasing in an intelligent and yet instinctual uh, way. Right. So like that kind of thing totally um, plays out still. Um, and then just always, I think having a knowledge of music historically and just like how it's evolved, I think that's always beneficial, but I'm, I'm a fan of history and learning from history and, mm-hmm. um, Sorry, can you hear the background noises? Is that a problem? Nope, not at all. You are good okay. to go. <laughs> cool, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> ask in case. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so classical training I would recommend to anyone. Um, I mean, for me personally, I've noticed that it has helped my technique no matter what I sing. Um, just really having that foundation of... Um, you know, even like the vowel formation and how all your words are super clean and easy to understand um, and the vocal health aspect of it. And the, it's just invaluable. And I've used everything that I learned in that aspect to further what I do now. So I was just kind of curious as to what you took away from that, because I know you didn't do strictly classical music either in college. And I probably was a little bit more on the classical side yeah. than you were, but that always intrigued me because you have such a unique style. And honestly, how would you classify your style? So at this point in my musical development, I would say <laughs> indie folk. Okay. Um, I do think, I, I mean, that's my favorite is, is folk music where it's very lyrically driven, mm-hmm. um, more simplistic instrumentally. Um, that that's my favorite. And I think most of what I write is that I think there's a lot of pop influences that come in, especially the more I write. Mm-hmm. Too. So indie folk pop, maybe. So who um, are some of your influences? I love that question because <laughs> I have to say first and foremost, Regina Spector, she's my yes. favorite ever. I love her. Somebody Good told answer. Me, somebody told me, you, you sound like, you sound like Regina Spector, uh, and it, yeah, it totally makes me so happy, um, yeah. And then I, I notice, even in your vocal quality, it reminds me of the warmth of Sarah Bareilles' voice, I don't know oh, if you've I ever gotten that. that, but you have like that jazzy, smoky quality to your voice that I just, I love it so much, it's amazing. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> so nice, I need it. It's the truth, I promise. <laughs> wonderful for a long time I didn't love her voice right but it's really grown on me over the years and her writing is so good I know I know I I love it that's another question when you sit down to songwrite do you have a specific structure that you songwrite in is it typically verse chorus verse chorus or what do you like to write in I think I usually would start I mean it it's not the same every time but Mm -hmm. I think most of the time I'll start with the verse with the first verse which I've heard other songwriters say that they start with the chorus Mm -hmm. but for me it's kind of I don't know it's kind of funny because as I write the verse it's kind of telling me what the chorus needs to be it's like a story that I'm kind of living as being written I know that sounds trippy but no I like it that's yeah it's true but it's like 
I need the verse to set me up for where I'm going. Yeah. Okay, that Uh makes sense. Yeah. It's fun. Now, also, what I find really unique and interesting about your music is your chord progressions. I always just, it goes into unexpected places, but it always works. So when you sit down to write, how do you determine kind of like, hey, this is the key I'm going to write in, or where do you come up with your really unique chord progressions? Well, this isn't like the technical answer, but I... I write out of emotion. Mm-hmm. It's very much a therapeutic process. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I will play whatever mood I'm in. I will try to play until I find that musically. So I just kind of doodle around. <laughs> and then once I find something that's like aesthetically taking me where I need to be, I know it sounds weird, but yeah, um, makes sense. From there is when I kind of start coming up with a melody and lyrics. And um, in terms of like, where do, how do I decide on chord progression? Obviously, like, I make changes. I might try something and be like, ew, or whatever. <laughs> um, but I try to make it interesting, and I, I try to be unique because I personally get bored of the same four chords. Sure. Um, so it's just something that is ingrained in my personality, too, is I just, okay, we got to make this interesting stuff. And that's always what was interesting because I follow along on Instagram with all the things that you put out musically. Um, that no two songs ever sound the same. And I can tell that you listen to a lot of different types of music because everything is new. And that's really fresh to me because there's so many artists where you hear, you know, the same iteration of a song over and over and over again with the same chord progressions, the same four chords. Um, yeah, and you can basically sing the same lyrics to a different song that they've written. And I love that about what you do. So I always find that fascinating. For sure. (laughs) I sometimes wonder if that's something that's to my detriment because, like, I'll write a song that is very clearly musical theater influenced, Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll write another song that's like more standard folk or even more um, with bluegrass or Americana vibe. Right. I'll write something that's like almost hip hoppy, and I'm like, ah, (laughs) I, I know that people are more comfortable with artists who like stay in one genre strictly but but that's yeah but I feel like that's why people's attention spans are so short too because one song gets played over and over and over again on the radio and then everyone's done with it and then the next song comes out and it's exactly the same and then everyone's done with it but with you I feel like it reaches a broader target because you have something to offer so many different people with varied tastes in music. So on the flip side, I think that's a really amazing thing is that you're able to capture so many different people and demographics and, and styles. So I see it both ways. I guess there's two sides to every coin. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's who I am. And I just, I, I love a variety of styles. And that's one thing I love about Regina Spector too. She, she has she does the same thing she mm-hmm. has some songs where she raps and she has some songs where it's like oh this sounds like Chopin right she has other songs that are totally different in other ways exactly so. now when you write do you typically start with the the music first and then write the lyrics or is it different every time or what does that look like I think typically I do that but a lot of times I, I don't have time to sit down with an instrument or sure. I'm driving and I have this concept that I need to explore and I'll just record some lines or I'll sing a melody and 
when I sit down with a piano, that might change. The melody might change, and I might just take some of the lyrics. But most of the time, it's easier when I have an instrument. But a lot of times, I don't. So. And I know you play piano and ukulele. Do you play any other instruments? I've written songs on piano, ukulele, and guitar. I'm not... Yeah, I'm learning guitar still. Okay. I do play guitar. <laughs> um, and I guess... I mean, yeah, those are the only ones that I should claim to play. Sure. The ones that I break out the old kazoo, you know, but... There you go. The old nose harp. How about that? Right. <laughs> So then yeah. for, I know that a lot of my students love to songwrite and many of them are still in the beginning stages of learning what that looks like. Do you have any specific advice that you would give to beginning songwriters? I feel like this is generic advice, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sure. Um, just start. Mm-hmm. Just write. If you write a bad song, like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> you, are, you are writing. You are figuring out the kinks you're figuring out what works for you you figure out how your mind works so like maybe you have to write a few bad songs or maybe your first song will be amazing I don't know um but don't let the fear stop you from getting started that would be that would be my advice I like that and it's so true especially because for myself I'm an extreme perfectionist and you know trying to let that go so that I can even get anything on the paper that I moderately like is really difficult and I know a lot of my students struggle with that as well. And they're like, oh, it's not good enough. But I'm like, no, it's it's an idea, you know, and it's amazing. Yeah. And we can kind of flesh that out from there. But just to get started is great advice. Um, yeah. yeah. And how many times would you say that you have actually written a song? It started out one way and then it turned out completely different. Very many times. <laughs> and I feel like that's something, too, that my students get caught in a box thinking oh I started it this one way in this one key with this one tempo and that's how it needs to end and that's not true I mean I'm sure you've performed even some of your own originals many times one way and then even reworked them later yeah that's true um I think I've even though I've brought songs to producers who have been like you know what let's speed this up (laughs) let's add this melodic line um let's totally change the vibe and I'm like oh I and at first it's like what are you doing but then it's like oh you're so good right (laughs) several of my songs on the EP that I'm like ah it's so great to have teamwork too but yeah you have to be open open to those kinds of things how often would you say that you co-write not often at this point okay unfortunately do you Um, yeah, I'm trying to get more of that in my schedule, um, but I've only done it like two times. Okay. It's very scary to me. Yeah. Um, because there's, it's not just like a personal exploring my own feelings, but it's a, uh, you have to take into consideration somebody else and kind of read their social cues and know like, okay, is this piece of the puzzle important to you or... If, or if you disagree, I, I don't know. That's it's very scary. But I have had some I have actually had all success the times I have done it. It's just scary. Right. And I love the challenges that you do on your Instagram as well. And for the life of me, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Enneagram oh, or Enneagram? Okay. Enneagram. Yes, I got it right. <laughs> and I love that got you're it. writing songs for each type. Where do you come up with those ideas? Um. Well, I will say it's been done before. I have to acknowledge okay. that. 
Sleeping at Last has songs about each Enneagram type. Um, and and they're they're good. They're really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm obsessed with Enneagram. I have been for a long time. A lot of my friends and coworkers are, like, we just talk about it all the time. So I wanted to write my own because... It would. I knew that it would be a good prompt, and it was a dream of mine to have a reason to sit down with people and ask them about themselves. Because mm-hmm. um, that's just another passion of mine is is people and what motivates them. And being able to get that with my love for music has been so fun. So I sit down and I talk to someone who's like, "Oh, you're you're an Enneagram Type Nine. Tell me about what you wish people understood about you and why you do what you do." And I've done that for people I love in each type. Um, and then I was like, wouldn't it be fun to make it a game where people guess which type it is? And I love um, that. That's fun. awesome because it makes it so personal. Yeah, and people respond and it starts conversations and it's been really fun. I've only got two songs left for that. so Okay, sad day. <laughs> I know. I'll be really sad when it's over. So then kind of switch up gears. Um, what was kind of the catalyst, I guess, to you finding your own style and voice? Hmm. I guess it's just, like, it's what I listen to um, My in terms of my style. Like, I think we're all replications of what's poured into us. And so what we gravitate towards is going to influence what comes out, I mm-hmm. guess. So, um. Yeah, so I've listened to, like, a lot of Regina Spector, a lot of musical theater. Um, and so those are two really big influences. Um, and then all of my classical training. These all are all things that shape who I am. Um, and also, like I was saying earlier, like, with self-portrait, I am a group project. So just all the people that have um, given feedback or that I've worked with over the years mm-hmm. um, are, are part of my voice. Um is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know sometimes my students, to go back to that, kind of struggle with who am I as an artist and how do I develop that without becoming a copy of what I like to listen to. And, you know, for you specifically, what I listen to, it just sounds so unique to you. But I feel like you've always been very self-aware and you've always kind of known what your own style was. I'm sure there's been a lot of learning and growing along the way, but you've always had just such a unique aspect that you bring to music. So maybe that's just something that came very naturally for you. I don't know. Well, okay. That, that kind of sparks a thought. Cause I, in voice lessons, um, it would always be stop imitating people. Like you sound just like the recording. Oh. Can you, can you find your, like, actually that reminds me, that was a big theme for a long time. Interesting. So talking to you now, I'm like, wow. I think I have found my voice. I think it just took time. Mm-hmm. Um, and still, like, from genre to genre, I will change things about how I sing. Um, but it is the same instrument. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess I'm just an accumulation, too, of of all the songs that I do. So that's my voice. I don't know. That's really, that's really cool to think about. I know. When you break it down, I mean no matter what we're going to reflect our influences no matter what but just to kind of stop and think about that journey of claiming what your own voice is and what you want to say through music and how you want to inspire people I think is really unique 
So definitely something you're, interesting. You're so encouraging. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> so are you. Yeah. Aww. Honestly. I mean, I, I absolutely love following along with everything that you do. I love everything that I've listened to without a doubt. Every song becomes my new favorite. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the best thing that she's written so far. And then you come out with something else. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the best thing she's written so far. So it's awesome. What what is sorry? Sorry, that kind of makes me think like that is a hard like I wear my heart on my sleeve musically. Like when I share those songs, that's like okay, I went through a situation that prompted that, and it might have been a year ago, it might have been a week ago. Um, But it's interesting to think about people listening to it and like sharing my heart. And I think that's really obvious. It comes out in the way that you sing and the lyrics, which I always find your rhyme schemes interesting too. So that's kind of something that I wanted to talk about. Do you, are you even conscious of the different rhyme schemes that you have? Do you use literary devices or is that just natural? Is that how you think? It's more how I think. <laughs> I wish I could say, oh, I'm just so disciplined. Uh, <laughs> Which is I mean, awesome. You have a poetic mind. <laughs> Thanks. There are <laughs> like rules that I make for myself. Like I like more rhymes. I like to get as many rhymes as I can I like to and that means like the end of the phrase or the end of the line but then also in the middle of the line I like to just make it I want it to feel natural like these words are supposed to be together here and not just oh I had to do this to fit my agenda I I don't want I don't want it to be my agenda I kind of okay there's this quote by Michelangelo where he talks about he sees he sees a block of stone and it's his job as the artist to free the angel that's already there. Ooh. And I kind of think of that when I write. It's like, there's a song here, and I'm just freeing it. I'm not making it what I want it to be. Like, I want to find what it is, which is, is again, like, kind of a mystical way to think of it. But that, that's just how, yeah, that's how I approach it. I think, I think it keeps it interesting, fun. too. I mean, because it's not so much you sitting down struggling to put your pen to paper and then something comes out it's almost like a a constant discovery and an excitement and an adventure because you don't always know exactly what it's going to look like but you remain open to all those different ideas and and emotions that you have which I I honestly think that's an exciting way to approach songwriting because it keeps it interesting every time if that makes sense yeah yeah man you're so good at expressing what I try (laughs) no you got it I'm getting I'm reading between the lines don't you worry (laughs) yeah what would you say your favorite style is to write or perform or both? Um, I don't know. I, again, I like to mix it up. I have one song that's like pretty hip hop. Really? <laughs> yeah. And that's my most popular song. It shows everybody is always like, what the heck? <laughs> like, and I think it's the shock factor of like Mary Kate's like kind of rapping. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> Which, yeah, I think that's why. But, um, so that one's really fun. And it makes me want to do more hip-hop, but I feel like a poser. That one just kind of happened in the height of my Hamilton Oh, nice. There you go. Makes Um, sense now. Yeah. But then, like, I like kind of bluesy stuff sometimes. So it's more of a mood thing. I guess so. Okay. That's fair. I just like it all. Do you have any upcoming shows? I do. 
Um, so Saturday the 30th, which is this Saturday, um, I'm playing for a few hours at my mom's coffee shop in Festus, which is fun. I'll post about that on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then December 7th, I have a house show. Okay. Again, I, I, I'll post about that. I keep everything updated online. Um, and then January 4th, um, we're playing, my band is playing at the Wolf in Chesterfield. Ooh, which is I love that place. place. I know. It's so wonderful. I love it there. Um, so those are the, the most upcoming shows. So then where can we find you on social media? My Instagram is, my handle's Mary Kate Walton. Um, I also have a Facebook page, um, Mary Kate Walton Music. And I have a website that is almost done. It's looking really beautiful. Um, and I, I, so that one isn't, isn't ready yet, but it's coming. Okay. And then a YouTube channel. Do you have a YouTube channel? I do have a YouTube channel. I, I forget about that. I, do post, I, <laughs> I won't post. let you forget. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think it's MK Studios. Again, that's something I'm trying to like revamp and make more professional. But sure. There is like years of stuff. So if you want to see like the old raw stuff, there's there's some goodies on there. Okay. I refer my students to you all the time. I'm like, she has, you know, everything going. And if you want some inspiration, go listen to this channel. So they all know oh. about you. <laughs> for real (laughs) so when they heard that you were going to be on the podcast they were like we're going to be tuning in we're so excited oh my gosh I know you're like a rock star here thank you guys that's really cool so you know if you ever want to come in and do anything with us uh, a workshop or something let me know because I think they would just be over the moon that would be a blast for sure if I have anything I would just love to meet them. That would be so fun. Absolutely. They would be starstruck. So, you know, no worries. <laughs> A captive audience. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to mention about upcoming tour or is there an album in the works or anything else? Well, I'm, I'm really loving this Enneagram project. So it's a dream of mine to um, be able to make an album. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still in beginning um, phases, but again, if you follow me on social media, I'm I'm gonna give opportunities for people to be involved and support to make that that possible. Um, so I would say just be on the lookout for that. And if you've missed the Enneagram stuff, it's all in my highlights on my Instagram page. Perfect. One more time, what was your handle on Instagram? Mary Kate Walton. One word. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking to you and kind of catching up with you and hearing about the exciting things that you're doing through music. I would love to make a concert soon and to get my copy of your new album. So I will definitely do that. And again, thank you. This is awesome. You just gave so many little, you know, pearls of wisdom and it's amazing. I'm excited for you. It's helpful somehow. And I'm so thankful and honored to get to chat with you about music and Uh, to be on your podcast. It's so fun. Thank you. To learn more about the Own Your Voice podcast or to join the growing community, visit gabriellestudioofmusic.com and the Own Your Voice podcast on Instagram. As always, remain committed to owning the power of your unique voice because what you have to say, both musically and personally, is much too important not to be heard.